0: Hello and welcome to Ask Alumni, a show where we gain insights from alumni of the School of Medicine of Loma Linda University in order to help our future alumni as well as future physicians. I'm Calvin Chuang and in today's episode, we're going to look at the timeline you need to be aware of when preparing for the match, as well as what you should be looking out for in residency programs. To help us out with this topic, we're going to continue talking with alumna Dr. Barbara Orr, author of the resource Match Preparation, which can be found in the student section of our website www.lousmaa.org So Dr. All, what time frame should students consider when preparing for the match?
1: You know, I I really liked what the AAMC uh, came out with, and it's a website called Don't Forget to Ask. And what it does for the student, it gives you a timeline. And if you follow this timeline, of course with the guidance of your dean and your advisors, you will not screw up anything, so I like the timeline. I'm gonna give you some highlights of the timeline. I usually like you to start in your third year, usually November and March. You begin working on your CV, and you review how competitive the the specialty you wanna go into. For instance, uh, ENT and orthopedics, Make sure you've done research. If you haven't done research, they may not even wanna look at you. And in primary care, they wanna make sure you have the personality. You don't like people, you don't like talking, you haven't done any volunteer, you have no leadership ability. So they are looking for specific things about you, and you need to make sure you have those. Maybe you've done some community service, and they want to know, have you done that? Do you really care about the patient? Some people say, I can't stand patients. I can remember one person, I can't stand patients. And they went into radiology. So a student needs to know that when they go looking for a specialty. Then in April, you review the residency programs with your advisor. Your dean will thoroughly educate you about ARIS, which is the Electronic Residency Application Service. So by May and June, you should be completing your residency application. Some people may want to register early for the match, and I won't go into that, but just keep that in mind if you may be one of those. Your advisor will tell you about USMLE Step 2 and when you should take it. And this is a time where you should be practicing, practicing a mock interview. They sometimes have you start in the senior year, but if you really feel uncomfortable about interviewing, I would suggest you start early and do four or five mock interviews. I can remember one senior student, I asked him a question, and we'll go into those types of questions. But he was so unprepared, even as a senior, because this was a mock interview that he's never done any mock interviews. So make sure that you do enough of these mock interviews with your family, with your advisor, with your pre-doc or uh, director of student education, so you, you feel comfortable. And the more you do, it's like anything else, you're gonna feel more comfortable. So do some mock interviews, and this is the time to begin to do mock interviews in july and august you start thinking about doing some electives where you might want to go and i usually suggest my daughter did one in a very competitive program and she did an elective to see if she really liked it she's wow boy they're so busy they deliver so many babies do i want to be that busy i have a family and you can choose a residency that is seeing tons of patients they keep you up at night Of course, now they limit how much time you can spend uh, seeing patients, but still the clinics can expect more from you, and you have to evaluate. So sometimes you can evaluate a program by doing an elective there, and then that means they get to know you. And maybe that's a a program you really want to go to because it has some aspect of their residency that fulfills your needs. And so this is the time to do it. In September, you're gonna start applying to residency programs through the ARIS. And then in October, you're gonna, see how many invitations you get. If you get less than 10, you better start start, uh, talking to your advisor and continue to go on interviews. So what to do when you go on an interview, we'll go into that. I I think this is a timeline about what you do before the interview. And we're gonna spend a whole podcast on what do you do in the interview? What are some of the questions? But I think right now, we want to find out what do you want? What are they looking for in you? And this is what they're looking for in you. Do you have the qualities, the experience, the personality, the mental health? And I've, I've, I can remember some some Renzi directors say, oh, we found that this person had a terrible mental health. And they had to be, they had to take time out, because, and we weren't told that. And so, they want to see if they can pick up that type of information because it can it can totally ruin their program if they get somebody who had some um, mental health issues that weren't addressed. And they want to know: Will you fit into their program? And so, this is what they're looking for in you.
0: Speaking of mental health and and residencies programs. Um, awareness and wariness of it, some students may have mental health challenges. So, what do you do if you have such challenges and are applying for residencies?
1: Well, I would be honest about it and say, so, you know, I got, had some problems with depression or anxiety. I went for counseling. I am um, presently, if you're on medication, let them know. Be honest with them. Let them know that uh, you have worked it out. You have functioned well since that time, but you have to be honest with them. I've talked to a program director who was not told, person committed suicide, and talk about what it does to a program. It can totally throw it in chaos. So it's important that we're honest. And I think this is where the dean's letter needs to say something about it uh, so that a program director knows about it. But no, they'll accept people who may have had mental issues. As long as they work through it and have it under control, then they can deal with it and and maybe back off on some of your rotations and, and accommodate it better. So that's what I would suggest.
0: So what you're saying is don't lie.
1: No, that'd be the worst thing you could do because they're going to find out sooner or later where you don't function well, or, and, and they, could, they could accommodate you more. So that's where you need to be totally honest with them.
0: So I'm a student looking at these residency options. What should I be looking out for?
1: Will their program prepare you for your specialty? Maybe if you want to do OB in, say, in family medicine, and they don't do enough OB, or you want to go into an area where you're going to be doing a surgery, that they don't do that many, and you want to make sure that they have the qualities and the program that will fulfill your specialty needs. Do you feel comfortable with the staff? It's a marriage. It's going to be for three to five years. Is there a lot of backbiting and, and chaos? <laughs> you don't want to go there. And so, this is the time to look at these aspects of their program. And you know, when it really comes down to, does your emotional brain feel at peace going to this program? And I think that, that that's where it really comes. It's like when you find a partner, does this partner fulfill your needs? And will you be happy? And same way, it's a partnership. You're gonna come there, they're gonna uh, do things for you, teach you, but you're gonna help them in their program. You have expertise that maybe nobody else in the program has. And the other th- question you may wanna ask about a program, do they have some of the subspecialty areas that you want? Do they have sports medicine? Do they have palliative care? Do they have geriatrics? Some areas that you may want. So, or do they have tropical medicine or rural medicine because you want to become a missionary doctor? Do they have surgery, extra surgery that you can get so you, if you're out in the field, you have that special aspect to your care? So these are some areas. When you go looking at a program, will it fulfill your needs?
0: So that's a lot of information. Dr. Rall, just to recap everything we've talked about today, what are some of the take-home points?
1: Okay, look at the website. Just follow the, the timeline. Decide what specialty, ask your advisor, when to take your USMLE, and then go do an elective there and evaluate the program and start your interviews to the places that you're not as likely to go to first so you get some practice to go and then go to the ones you really like in the middle of your program and then relax <laughs> and enjoy the process because after a while it, it actually isn't that stressful. So that's what I would suggest when you go beginning your interview and follow the timeline suggested by the AANC.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Orr, for sharing with us. If you would like to access this match preparation resource, it can be found on our website, www.lousmaa.org. In the student section, look for the words match preparation. And if you have any questions you would like to ask alumni like Dr. Orr, contact us at lousmaa That's lousmaa at And make sure to title your subject, Ask Alumni. Today's episode of Ask Alumni is produced by the Alumni Association School of Medicine of Loma Linda University. Our sound engineers and editors are Jonathan Huang and Jonathan Davidson. Special thanks to our guest alumni, Dr. Barbara All. Join us next time where we will be discussing how to ace your interviews. I'm Calvin Chong. Thanks for listening.